You have found Behind the Lines for Week 18 in the National Football League, presented by BetMGM, part of the Lions Podcast Network. My name is Stephen Andres, managing editor at thelines.com, joined each and every week on this show by the trading manager over at BetMGM, Christian Cipollini. In this episode, we will go through the early week odds at BetMGM for Week 18. I will also spell out if any of these teams have something to play for, if they don't have anything to play for, if we're expecting starters or backups to be in these games. And we will also look ahead to Super Bowl futures as we are one week away from Wild Card Weekend in the NFL. Christian, thank you again for joining us. How was Week 17 for you guys? Hey, yeah, uh, ended up being a good week for the book. Um, a couple that went the public's way, but the, a couple big ones uh, were important uh, that ended up going uh, good for the book. Which were the ones that uh, were big decisions for you guys for the book? Yeah, it started on Saturday night, actually, us getting a perfect outcome in that Lions-Dallas game. Um, hmm. the total stayed under. Everyone was on Dallas minus four and a half, or if you were on the Lions, you took a money line, so... Uh, fell in the middle there. Uh, we were happy with the the outcome and him going for two there a few times and not getting it. So that was a great result. Uh, obviously, the big one was Cardinals-Eagles. That one was a, a great result for the book. Uh, and then the Bills not covering also helped help with that. Um, so, yeah, there was a couple on there that ended up just being pretty good for the book. The Rams was another one. Uh, the Raiders covering against uh, the Colts, just a few few that went our way. So if referee Brad Allen would have recognized that Taylor Decker was reporting as eligible, are you telling me that you guys would have lost more money? Yeah, 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 we would have, yeah. <laughs> That's not what people will probably want to hear. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we would have. Uh, it still would have went under, which is actually really the one thing we we're trying to avoid, but ended up being you know one of our – a very good game for us, whereas if the Lions would have won, it would have been a loser. Yeah, well, uh, on the bright side for all of the uh, the people that got snubbed on that game one way or another, the NFL, uh, through Adam Schefter, has announced that Brad Allen and his refereeing crew and, and officiating crew will not be uh, on assignment for any of the playoff games this season. And uh, just one man's opinion, rightfully so. Uh, how about the uh, the other side here? What were some of the public wins for you guys? Yeah, there was a couple. Uh, the, the Jags uh, beating the Cardinals, um, that was one for sure. And then the Texans over the, the Titans. We had everybody on the Texans as well. And then even into uh, the Sunday night game, the Sunday night game went uh, mostly the public's way too with the Packers winning pretty easily. Yeah, you know, little little golf clap for the public being on the Packers and uh, realizing that maybe we shouldn't be betting on Jaron Hall as a favorite in the National Football League at this point when he's shown absolutely nothing as a fifth-round rookie. So good on them for that. Um, you're not going to like me saying this, Christian, but I at least want to give a little tip for everybody out there. Uh, Jaron Hall getting benched in the middle of that game. Before it happened, Chris Collinsworth was hinting at it. Having been in midweek meetings as a former play-by-play guy myself, he doesn't hint at that unless he's already asked about the possibility of it midweek. And not only BetMGM, but some of your competitors, Christian, still had Jaron Hall props up live during the game to which I started betting the unders on every single one of them because a, they could go under because he could just continue to play poorly and B he might get benched. And then I just win because he got benched. So um, keep an eye out for scenarios like that in the future, because some books are quicker than others, but MGM's pretty quick about it, but some books are not as quick 
And uh, yeah, I took some of your competitors for a few bucks there, Christian, in that scenario. So. Yeah, I mean, situations like that are really ones where you can you can find a pretty good edge because you know the modeling and, and live modeling just isn't really going to be able to account for someone just getting benched mid game. So um, if you can recognize something like that as it's happening, definitely a spot where you have an edge. There you go. There you go. All right, let's look forward here to Week 18 in the National Football League. And the early week numbers, we obviously do not have a Thursday night game this week with so much on the line. We're not going to give too much of a situation where teams don't have enough rest, but we do have Saturday games. And unlike in previous weeks where Christian's going to typically run through every game in the window, we're going to stop and start after each game. I'm going to let you know the, the clinching scenarios or, or the what's at stake here in each of these games. So Everybody listening and watching has the full idea of exactly what's going on with each of these teams. And Christian, we'll start with the 4.30 p.m. kickoff on Saturday between the Steelers and the Ravens. Yeah, this line should tell you a lot. Steelers minus four on the road against the Ravens with a 37.5 point total. There you go. Yeah, and and this is obvious because the Ravens have already wrapped up the number one seed in the AFC, likely to rest their starters. The Steelers can still clinch a playoff berth. Now, a lot of these scenarios still include ties. I'm not going to include the ties. Like You can go online and find those if you want. I'm just going to do the win-loss scenarios here. Pittsburgh clinches a playoff berth with a win and a Buffalo loss or a win and a Jacksonville loss or a win and a Houston or Indianapolis tie. Sorry, I just did run into that one. Uh, but basically, the, the quickest way, Pittsburgh wins and gets a Buffalo or a Jacksonville loss, and they would make the playoffs. So they win this game, and then they have to wait and see what happens on Sunday. And Christian, this line is basically like more than a 10-point move of what it would typically be if we had starters playing, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. The Ravens would have been probably close to a touchdown favorite at this point um, had if they were playing all their starters. Um, which will be interesting because they'll go two weeks uh, basically with no starters playing. So um, usually kind of rare, actually, that a one seed will do that, knowing that they do have the bye week coming up. Usually they'll play starters for a quarter or a half, something like that. But it looks in this one like they're not playing at all. And the Ravens' uh, second choice in Super Bowl futures now at this point, still behind the San Francisco 49ers despite beating them in the Bay Area a couple of weeks ago. Niners plus 220. Uh, Ravens at plus 350. The second Saturday game, Christian, is win or go home. The Houston yep. Texans and the Indianapolis Colts. Where are we sitting right now on this one? Yes, this is pretty close to a pick em. Uh The Colts are minus one, but uh, minus 115 on the money line. So it's going to be pretty close to a pick em, uh with a 47.5 point total. All right, so for the Houston Texans, they can clinch the AFC South division title with a win and a Jacksonville loss. They also clinch at, at least a wild card berth with a win over the Colts. The Indianapolis Colts can clinch the division with a win and a Jacksonville loss. They can also clinch a playoff berth with just a win over the Texans. So, um, yeah, win and you're in essentially here for the Colts and the Texans. Moving forward now to Sunday, Christian, and we'll start with the uh, the Minnesota Vikings against the Detroit Lions, please. Lions are five and a half point home favorites with a forty six and a half point total. The Vikings are on life support here. They can clinch a playoff berth with a win and a Green Bay loss and a Seattle loss and a Tampa Bay loss, or uh, a win and a Green Bay loss and a Seattle loss 
and a New Orleans loss. That's the only way the Vikings get in. It's basically less than 5% probability here at this point. As for the Detroit Lions, uh, they are basically kind of locked in here to a two or three seed, I believe. Um, they have the North Division title. We'll see what their seed is going to be in the postseason. Um, Christian, at this point, I'm unsure if they're going to play starters or not. Dan Campbell looked pretty upset about, um, you know, calling it uh, controlled rage, like using it as motivation with what happened in the Dallas game. This line, to me, is at least suggesting that we're going to get some some starters here for the Lions, right? Yeah, that's what it would look like. Yeah, um, I think they would. I feel like they would normally be a little bit more favorites, judging maybe just by last week. But this this probably is saying they're playing. And I assume the Vikings were back on a Nick Mullins number here, I would think. Yeah, I mean, but at this point, most of their quarterbacks aren't going to kind of change anything. But yeah, Nick Mullins seems to be the the best one they have. Okay, let's move forward here with the Atlanta Falcons at the New Orleans Saints. Again, another 1 p.m. kickoff down at the Superdome. Saints are three and a half point home favorites with a 41 and a half point total. The Saints can clinch the NFC South division title with a win and a Tampa Bay loss. The Saints can clinch a playoff berth with a win and a Seattle loss and a Green Bay loss. As for the Falcons, like the Vikings, they are on life support. Now they can still win the NFC South title with a win over the Saints and get a Tampa Bay loss. That's their only way into the playoffs. They cannot get a wild card seed. So, um, Christian, this to me looks like a line just straight up. Like everything's in play here. Starters are playing. Yep. No funny, no week 18 funny business here, right? Yep, yep, straight up. All right, let's move forward to the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals, also a one o'clock game. Yeah, the Bengals are five and a half point home favorites with a 39 point total here. Bengals have been eliminated. The Browns are locked into the five seed. Christian, this to me is basically, um, I guess, Browns are going to rest everybody. Yeah. Bengals have been eliminated, but they're still going to play their starters. I assume that's what we're looking at here. Starters for the Bengals lined against Browns backups. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, um, I, I don't know if I saw it for sure confirmed, but I believe, I mean, that line is telling you straight up the Browns aren't playing their starters, so... There we go. And Joe Flacco right now, still the second choice, plus 100 behind DeMar Hamlin for NFL Comeback Player of the Year. Hamlin around minus 140. Your guess is as good as mine as to how the voters will decide that award. No idea at this point, but certainly the drumbeat for Joe Flacco continues to get strong, excuse me, stronger and stronger uh, at this point. Next game, Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee Titans. Another 1 o'clock game down at Nissan Stadium in Nashville. Christian, what are we looking at? Jags are five-point road favorites with a 40-point total. Jags clinch the AFC South Division title with a win. Simple as that. They clinch a playoff berth um, with a Pittsburgh loss, a Denver loss, and as long as Houston and Indianapolis doesn't end in a tie. So... They are not completely eliminated if they don't win this game, but they'll at least know going into Sunday whether or not Pittsburgh won or not, um, if they still at least have hope of a wild card spot if they were to blow this game against Tennessee. Long story short, though, uh, if they win, they win the division, and uh, they're pretty decent favorites here to do so. And I assume 
this line is still have a little bit of question mark with Tennessee at quarterback. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I assume you don't have much of a difference between Levis and Tannehill to begin with. No, there wouldn't be too, too much of a difference. This, that, yeah, this is still just showing that the, the Jaguars are probably playing Lawrence again. And um, yeah, they'd be, they'd be favorites here. So, Okay. Big window here in the one o'clock, obviously. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers next at the Carolina Panthers. What are we looking at here down in Charlotte? Bucks are five and a half point road favorites with a 37 and a half point total. Very simple for the Bucks. They win the NFC South Division title with a win. They can also clinch a playoff berth with a, a tie in this game, and then they would need Seattle loss, Green Bay loss. I promised I wouldn't give the tie scenarios, but here we are. I've given you a couple of them. But uh, Bucks, Bucks win, and they win the division still, despite losing last week to the Saints. Panthers, obviously, nothing to play for here, but their starters are going to play because they don't even have a first-round pick next year, so uh, might as well go out and try and, and win the game for them. New York Jets at the New England Patriots. Christian, obviously, two teams with nothing to play for other than draft position, but let us know where we're at here on the, on the odds. Yeah, nothing to play for, but it looks like they're playing starters. Patriots are two-and-a-half-point home favorites with a 30-and-a-half-point total. There's also the narrative here that the Jets haven't beaten the Patriots in, like, forever. Mm -hmm. I forget the exact streak in the number, but it's been a very long time. Uh, I will share with you, though, I don't care. I've already bet the Patriots (laughs) here early in the week on the money line. Uh, I would still bet them anything under three here. I've been on the Patriots for weeks now. They have been not quitting. Uh, despite the zappy turnovers last week, they actually outgained the Bills by yards per play. So this defense is legit, and I think they're going to dominate the Jets' offensive line in this one uh, yet again. So I don't care if Zach Wilson comes back and plays, if it's Trevor Simeon, even better. But yeah, the Patriots are one of the bets I've made for this week. We are now in the 4 o'clock window, Christian, and we'll start with the Los Angeles Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers are three and a half point home favorites with a 42 and a half point total. The 49ers have clinched the number one seed in the NFC. What is interesting for me as a Niners fan, obviously Purdy's not going to play. I would assume after what happened with their quarterbacks last year in the playoffs, I'm kind of wondering if they're even going to play Sam Darnold. <laughs> Why even take the risk with him? Right. So we'll see. Um, could be, I'd be very curious to see if this winds up being the third string quarterback for the 49ers. Haven't gotten early reports yet on that. The Rams have clinched a playoff berth. However, they are not locked into the sixth seed. So whether that's enough for them to play their starters or not, I don't know. But it could be the difference of whether you play the Cowboys in the first round or the Lions in the first round. How Sean McVay cares about that, deals with that, I don't know. But based on this line that you currently have, Christian, I assume this is a line where you think the Rams benched most of their best players as well. Yeah, this is a really interesting one because I actually kind of don't know what to make of it um, because it looks like the 49ers don't really have a reason to be playing their starters, but they're also more than a a field goal favorite here. So it it makes me think that the Rams are kind of maybe also not playing their starters. Uh, Definitely one we're going to be waiting on news. If it comes out that Sean McVay says we're going to play some starters here, I assume this line moves a ton. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Maybe a touchdown, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would think so. Um, If they're playing all their starters against backups, you you would think they would be more than a field goal favorite. So, 
Yeah. And, and Matthew Stafford, uh, I mentioned this on, on the Megapod last week, since getting Kyron Williams back, if you look at the advanced metrics, he's basically first or second in all of them. If he had done that for the full season, we'd be talking about Stafford as MVP. So uh, just as a Niners fan, the Rams are the team I'm scared of the most once we get to the playoffs. Um, just a little nugget there for you on that. All right, back to games with actual playoff um, win and in scenarios here. The Seattle Seahawks at the Arizona Cardinals. Christian, what are we looking at here? Seahawks are three-point road favorites with a 47.5-point total. The Seahawks clinch a playoff berth with a win and a Green Bay loss. They do not control their own destiny here, uh, so they need help. They need Green Bay to lose to Chicago, and they also need to win this game against Arizona. This is one of two games on Week 18 schedule, Christian, that I thought was interesting because typically when you have a team with something to play for, playing a team that doesn't have anything to play for, you get a very inflated expensive price on the team that has something to play for. The Seahawks, in my opinion, are actually a team that we're getting a discount on because of poor play last week and the opponent that they had, Arizona, pulling the upset against the Eagles. I'm actually surprised this is only three. Um, this is one of the bets I've made early in the week. I will take Seahawks minus three. I'm just waiting to see if we get even more interest in Arizona. If this gets to two and a half, even better. So uh, just full transparency if you're listening. If you see a two and a half on your sportsbook app at BetMGM when you hear this, I am betting Seattle at that number, but if uh, you know I wait a little bit and I don't get it, I would still bet them at three here. I just think it's it's a rare situation where that happens. I acknowledge that Arizona still has is, is playing hard, evidenced by what they did to the Eagles last week, and I I don't think Seattle's anything better than just an average team, um, but I I think this is um, a nice little discount on Seattle still, so I'm I'm willing to lay the points here with the Seahawks, Kansas City Chiefs at the Los Angeles Chargers, Christian. Um, might as well be a preseason game, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say this line should tell you a lot too. Chargers are two-point home favorites with a 36-point total. Two-point home favorites for Easton Stick without Keenan Allen, without Josh Palmer, Austin Eckler out there. Obviously, the Chiefs um, can't get the one seed. They ha still have clinched the division. They can't get the two seed either, so they're probably resting guys. <sighs> I don't know if I can plug my nose and bet it anyway, but like Chargers is a favorite, even with the Chiefs benching all like aren't the aren't the Chiefs backups still better than the Chargers? But I don't I don't know. I have to look into it more. I haven't made a bet in this game, but that it's just what like this is the week eighteen line that is just, you know, you smile and say, Ah, week eighteen, you're you're something else. <laughs> Denver Broncos at the Las Vegas Raiders, Christian. Raiders are two and a half point home favorites with a 38 point total. Broncos have been eliminated. They cannot make the playoffs. Uh, you guys got a little bit of Broncos interest here early in the week. I believe this was like closer to three and a half on Sunday or Monday. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't double checked, but I believe it was, yeah. So a little bit of interest on the Broncos here with Jared Stidham at quarterback. Obviously, Antonio Pierce is still playing for the full-time job here for the Raiders as head coach. Um, I'm tempted here. This is honestly two teams I've wanted to back at small spreads in previous weeks because the Raiders continue to play hard, because their defense is actually near the top of metrics since he took over. And I like Jared Stidham. Um, didn't, I thought he'd play a little bit better than he did last week against the Chargers, so... Um, 
Yeah, I'm going to look into this. This is an interesting game where if it's under three, I'm tempted to take the Raiders here at this point. Uh, no decision yet, though, on that. Keep an eye out to our Discord channel. If you go to the lines.com top right-hand corner, you can join our free Discord channel and get alerts whenever our staff uh, locks in a bet each and every week. Eagles at Giants, Christian. Eagles have lost control of winning the NFC East crown. Just wild, man. Like the streak of a new champion every year in the NFC East looked like it wasn't going to happen, and now here we are, and the Eagles need help to win the division. What are we looking at here in this game? Uh, Eagles are five-point road favorites with a 41-point total. So obviously Eagles have already clinched a playoff berth. It's a matter of whether they are the uh, two or three seed as division champs or the five seed as the top wild card. Very simple. They need to win and they need Dallas to lose to Washington to win the division. I mentioned the Seahawks and getting a discount on a team with motivation is still something to play for. This is the other one that's interesting to me. I thought this spread in recent weeks would have been a lot more than this. And if you look at the matchup between these two teams just a couple of weeks ago, even if you take it into account home field, it was a lot more than this. So the market's way down on the Eagles right now. And I know that Terod Taylor is probably going to be the one playing in this game, but I'm still getting an Eagles team that now I need to at least make sure that everybody's playing here because Devonta Smith was in a walking boot and on crutches out of that game. Do the Eagles actually think they can still win the division? And are they going to play hard to try and do it? when they realize that they need the Cowboys to lose as 13-point favorites. Now, they're probably not looking at it in terms of the spread, but they know the Cowboys are extremely likely to beat Washington and win the division. So do the Eagles fight hard and try and win the division, or do they just rest everybody knowing that you know they're in and what's what matters most and what's more likely is they're a wild card and, and they need rest and get players healthy for the playoff run here? So... I'm going to be watching very carefully to see, you know, how many starters are actually playing for the Eagles here. If they're all playing, this is a discount on the Eagles. If they're not playing, well, that's not a discount anymore. But that's certainly something to keep an eye on here for the Philadelphia Eagles. And again, we mentioned uh, the, the division race here. Cowboys at Commanders, the next game on the slate here, Christian. Uh, yeah, big favorites. Yeah, Cowboys are 13-point road favorites with a 45.5-point total. Cowboys have obviously clinched a playoff spot. They win the division with a win over Washington. Uh, they also can win the division if the Eagles lose to the New York Giants. Cowboys a couple of weeks ago, maybe three, four weeks ago, were 5-1 to one to win this division in the NFC East. Just an absolute collapse by the Birds here in the last couple of weeks. Final game in the 4 o'clock window, Christian absolutely has playoff implications, and it's almost like deja vu for the Packers. Final week of the season against the Bears, a team that has nothing to play for, but a team that's playing very hard. Reminds me a lot of when they played the Lions in the final week last year where they would have gotten in with a win and they did not, and a division opponent spoiled their chances. Nevertheless, this spread to me at least tells me a little bit that this is a motivation spot here where you guys are giving the Packers a little bit of credit. Yeah, Packers are three-point home favorites with a 44-point total. Am I right in that assumption, a little bit of a bump because of what's at stake for the Packers and not for the Bears, or is this just a straight-up number in a normal week for you guys, would you say? I believe this is the straight-up number. The Bears have been playing pretty well as of late. Um, so, I mean, not the Green Bay has actually a bit too, but um, this is this is yeah. probably more the straight-up number. Fair enough. Uh, Green just Bay, as, as yeah. motivated as the Packers are, obviously, to make the playoffs, I almost can guarantee you the Bears are just as motivated to make sure that they don't. <laughs> 
So I, I agree with you on that for sure. And if this got the three and a half, it's an auto bet on the Bears for me. So which probably tells me we might not get the three and a half here. So um, just to kind of put in perspective what the Bears are doing here. If it wasn't for two double-digit fourth-quarter blown leads, we would be looking at the Bears on a seven-game winning streak right now. They blew a couple of fourth-quarter double-digit leads, and still they have won five of seven games. So, honestly, they had a very good chance of being in the playoffs here. Arrow pointing up for this franchise with all the draft picks they have as well. It sounds like Matt Eberflus will be back next year. I think after a dumpster fire of a September, the way he righted the ship here is absolutely deserving. And the Bears have been a team I've bet on for weeks in a row now in one form or fashion. And I'm not going to stop here. I think the Bears defense is legit. I think Justin Fields is a matchup nightmare for this Packers defense. And uh, I think they're live to win this game. So I wouldn't blame anybody. If it's if it's just sitting at three, I would probably say just bet money line here. But if we get three and a half, I'm definitely taking three and a half on the Bears. I don't really care too much about what the Packers did in, in getting out to a big lead against Jaron Hall and a, a blitz-happy defense with the Minnesota Vikings. This is a much tougher matchup here against the Chicago Bears. And finally, Christian, Sunday night football, the Bills and the Dolphins. Winner takes the AFC East title. Yeah, Bills are three-point road favorites with a 50.5-point total. Little bit of interest on Buffalo from, from your betters this week, I assume, because I think this didn't open at three. We were under three to start the week. Yeah, yeah, some of um Dolphins are getting pretty banged up on defense here. Yeah, absolutely. They've now lost their two top pass rushers. Jalen Phillips was already on IR. Bradley Chubb goes out for the season as well. Uh, we don't know about Jalen Waddle, whether he's going to play. Offensive line has been banged up basically for a couple of months now for Miami. They're getting Buffalo at the exact wrong time, and the Bills are getting them at the right time. But I will at least say that I still have not been, you know, at the start of this streak, they beat Kansas City. They almost beat Philadelphia. And now the last couple of weeks, they still haven't really impressed me all that much, to be honest with you. I know they, they walloped Dallas as well, but against beatable opponents the last couple of weeks against the Chargers and the Patriots, they have not impressed me. They, I feel like they should have played better. They lost yards per play to the Patriots. I wouldn't lay three here at this point. I think that's too much for me. Um, but certainly I acknowledge that Miami's really banged up at this point. Buffalo wins the division. If they win, they Buffalo can also clinch a playoff berth um, if they get help despite losing this game. Buffalo gets a wild card spot. If Pittsburgh loses or Jacksonville loses, um, but they, yeah, I think that's about it. So it's not just win and in for Buffalo. Um, I actually, it sounds like they will know if they have a chance to still get in by Sunday with, with Pittsburgh playing on Saturday here. So it's not division or bust for the bills. They can, there's still some scenarios where they can get a wild card spot as well. Um, and yeah, dolphins are already clinched a playoff spot. So it's just a matter of whether they win the division or not. All right, Christian, let's just wrap up here briefly with Super Bowl futures here. We mentioned Niners and, and Ravens are at the top. Um, have you just seen, generally speaking, any notable movement here on other teams down the board? Any any interesting bets that have come in over the past couple of weeks on long shots that have, have gotten your attention as a trading team? Because from the outside looking in, there's two teams that certainly piqued our interest on our staff at thelines.com. In the AFC, it's the Cleveland Browns. And in the NFC, it's been the Los Angeles Rams. I know our staff's 
taken a nibble on a couple of those teams, whether it's been conference or Super Bowl long shots here in, in recent weeks. Yeah, it's funny. Those were the two teams I was going to mention. Um, the Browns have, have flipped for us from being a winner on the books at this point where they're a liability if they do end up winning. Uh, a lot of people coming in on them at 50-1, to 1, um, which probably adds up with Joe Flacco playing the way he is and the rest of the AFC looking pretty beatable. Um, I can definitely see why people are taking them to win the AFC and, and outright on the Super Bowl. Um, uh, in terms of other notable movement, uh, I mean, the Eagles have drastically fallen off the board. They were plus 350 at one point in the season, up to plus 1,100. Um, and the Jaguars have really fallen out of it, too. Yeah, understandably so. I think both of those teams are, are very vulnerable to start the playoffs once we get to the wild card round. Apparently, our staff uh, isn't thinking about the Browns and the Jaguars alone. If you guys have been getting interest as well on them Rams were as long as 70 to one last week, now just 66. So a little bit of a nibble there. Um, Cleveland to win the AFC was 20, 25 to one a couple of weeks ago. We are now down closer to 15 to one at this point. If you map out the paths, it's not crazy. And I told you the metrics are telling us that the Rams have one of, if not the best offenses in the NFL over the past six weeks here. So, I'll say it again. As a 49ers fan, I don't want to. I don't want to see the Rams. I don't. That's the one team that scares me. And I think the NFC. We talked about how we thought it'd just be, you know, the Niners, and and probably that's it. And that still might be the case. But I'll at least note that if you look at the defenses on the NFC side, Niners' pass defense looks vulnerable. Eagles' pass defense definitely vulnerable. Cowboys over the past month or so have one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. Detroit Lions have had one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL over the past six weeks here. I mean, we might see some shootouts here on the NFC side, which could just lead to potentially a team coming out of nowhere here like the LA Rams, who have one of the hottest quarterbacks in the league right now, and a rookie who's about to potentially break a more than 60-year-old rookie receiving record in Puka Nakua. So um, when Cooper Cup's your number two at this point, pretty good offense we'll see christian as always appreciate the insight it's a convoluted crazy week it always is to wrap up the regular season we'll come back next week and have some you know super wild card weekend games here to talk about and some opening odds there to break down but as always we thank you for your time and your knowledge and your insight from behind the scenes there at bet mgm for the rest of you if you enjoyed the video and you're watching on youtube please hit that like button hit that subscribe button let us know in the comments what you're betting on this week if we get up to 50,000 subscribers on YouTube by the Super Bowl, we're going to have a massive giveaway for everybody. So please do so. Just take a moment to do that. And we wish you the best of luck with your bets in week 18.